and I was starting to do acts that were a little longer. And then it started to get a little more flowy and like getting into character. Cause obviously that act at age 12, there was no character. There was no theme really. There was not, I was just me doing tricks, which is great at the time, but age like 15, 16, I started developing like a style kind of, um, that would be, I mean, every single act is different, but it's always, I, when I watch all my acts, I'm like, oh, I definitely do have a style and it's always in the same ambience almost. Hey fam, Zenya here. Welcome back to Chasing Artists. I'm so excited for you to be joining me today as we chat with aerialist and one of my dear friends, Charlotte Rigault. But before we dive into today's episode, just a quick reminder to please subscribe to the show. Whether you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, press that subscribe button so you can stay up to date on episodes. And head on over to patreon.com slash to join the fam and help keep this show going every single week and get access to exclusive content, behind the scenes content, and early access for my music and writing. Again, that's patreon.com slash X-E-N-J-A. Your support means the absolute world to me. And a special plug for today's episode, the Kickstarter campaign for my first short film, Running With Wolves, is now live. You can donate by going to www.zenyafilm.org. That's www.xenjafilm.org. And clicking on the Donate Here link or you can go to the description of this episode where you'll find a link to the Kickstarter page. We have some amazing rewards linked to set donation amounts, or you can donate an amount not listed by writing in your own number. This campaign is live until September 22nd, so head on over now to donate, unlock awesome rewards, and be a part of creating impact and elevating humanity through creative storytelling. I'm so excited for you to be joining me wherever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week to Chasing Artists. Charlotte started circus at the age of six at a small circus school in France. She specializes in aerials, mostly cordelisse and tissue, but she also also works on trapeze and lira. Charlotte teaches kids and teens at the circus complex in Newton, Massachusetts, where she also trains and performs. She has also been seen at the Muse Brooklyn, Circus Maine, Circus Up, and other New England circus venues. She's currently finishing her circus teacher training program with the National Circus School in Montreal and has a bachelor's degree in international business from Northeastern University. Charlotte is passionate about her art and loves to share it with her students and an audience. Hi, Charlotte. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's really nice to be here. I'm so happy you're here. It's been far too long. It's been way too long. Yeah. Because I think the last time we saw each other was randomly in New York a couple of years yes. ago. <laughs> yes. And the first time we met was what? Seven, oh my gosh. Seven years ago? Six or seven. Six yeah. Or seven. I, I don't even remember at this point. Oh my but God. But a, a while ago, I know. A while ago. We were babies. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were. I still remember that first day that we met. We like, we like went randomly picked you up. And, and uh, yeah. straight to the studio. It was probably 
my first week in the U.S. because I had just moved from France and that was very overwhelming. (laughs) But when I moved to the U.S., my goal was to find a place to sleep and find a place to train. And I did that. So it was great. (laughs) So mission accomplished. Yeah, (laughs) I know we because I'm trying to think how how many years we knew each other and were training and performing together before I left. It was at least two, maybe three. I think two to three. Yeah. Yeah. We're like training and spending a ton of time together. Like yeah. Almost oh. every day at the studio, I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Good times. Such good memories. <laughs> yes. 100%. So Charlotte, what brought you to circus arts at the age of six? That's so young. I was so, so small, but, um, First Circus is much bigger in France than it is in the U.S. And it started a while ago. Circus is just starting to pick up right now in the U.S. I would say like the past five years, maybe. Um, but in France, there's a lot of uh, traditional family circus that like go around as a circus town and they go around and they travel around the country, which is I great. Love that. Oh, my gosh. And as a little kid, I had the typical experience of being like three or four and going to the show every year when it comes to town. And every single year telling my mom, mom, I really want to do that. But uh, at three or four, I was way a little too small. They wouldn't take me in. Um, and then, yeah, she found this circus school that was maybe 20 minutes away from where I live. And she took me there and I was there from age six to age 19 until I moved to the U.S. So, oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. My coaches back in France. Um, they're probably my second family. It's like spending like so much time and they saw me grow from like six to 19. I was there all the time. So yeah, yeah. it's been, it's been quite the experience that. Can you, uh, cause I didn't even want to try and pronounce the name of the school yes. that you trained at. Do you I want know. to just share that? <laughs> yes. It's called Aux Agris du Vent. Um, what about you? Thank you. Trans- <laughs> translate, um, like the apparatus in the wind oh, cool. um, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it was like a wife and a husband and their daughter. And it was just the three of them. It was a very small, like family circus school, like you can imagine. And that was weird because it was um, a gymnasium that they rented. So we only had this, the place a couple of days a week and it was like only a certain times. And then soccer practice would show up. So you would have to leave. And like, then the other day would be tennis practice. And, you know, it's, but um, it was it was a different experience, but it was really really great. So yeah, glad. What was your training like that young, and how did it evolve? So when I was little, I really really wanted to do fabrics. I was like, oh, yes. you saw this like beautiful ladies like twirling in the air and like throwing fabrics around. It was beautiful. Uh, at the age six, my hands were way too small to grab <laughs> on a fabric. <laughs> um, so they actually got me started on trapeze, which is a little easier to grip. And then it was also a lot of um, group acro and like trying to teach me how to juggle, which 20 years later, I still cannot do. Same. Unicycle, unicycle same thing, still cannot do. And like very basic, like juggling and like acro that like, we would do with all the class. But we would, um, it was very interesting the way they did it. It was a... Uh, two hour classes and they had little stations and everybody had to go through all the stations. So even though you're an aerialist, mostly you would go through acro and then you would go through juggling and then handstand. Like they would make sure everybody rotates and does a little bit of everything, which I thought was a good thing. Yeah. Um, 
and then later on when I started like really focusing on one thing um they would like give you more time um on your specialty but still trying to make you juggle once in a while yeah yeah oh my gosh I think everybody I think everybody has tried to teach me to juggle and I cannot do it I'm just not patient enough yeah yeah it's very frustrating keep dropping balls (laughs) right and then like when I want to be up on a fabric anyways, there's really no, no, uh, no debate there. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But yeah. So, and so it really changed when I came to the U S because what I meant was like, Oh, this hour specifically on this apparatus. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had like a couple of, um, like general classes for teenagers, but, um, most classes are going to be very specific from like day one. This is your class and we're going to be for an hour just doing fabrics or trapeze or whatever. Um, yeah. I think both methods I can I kind of like for different reasons. I think it's good to do both, like make sure you do a little bit of everything, but what you do want to specialize in, spend more time on. But yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So do you because you also um train ballet, do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about performing first? Um, I'll talk about ballet for a little bit. Um I actually started ballet at the same age as started circus. Oh my god. Um like at the same age, like that same school year and um, the cutest little redhead in the little tutu. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did ballet for from probably age six, six to 13, I think. Um, and then as a teenager, getting bored of tutu and point shoes, that happens. Um, but it really, really helped me um, for like body alignment and uh, flexibility and like strength and mobility in general that really helped for my circus training. Um, and then I moved to jazz dance, which was just mm-hmm. for fun and really just me expressing and having fun with friends. So, yeah, totally. I, the only like dance training that I've had um, was when I was three, I was put in ballet and I oh. cried every single time. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. I like, I, I was miserable except when they, the like 10 minutes that they would bring us into the, the tumbling room with all the mess. Yes. I was like, yes, yes, this is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it, it was good to do both at the same time. And then when I moved to the U.S., I stopped doing kind of almost any kind of dancing because I was really focusing on circus and, training every day so there was no more time for dance but it's still yeah (laughs) yeah no totally I get that I I feel like that is something like a skill set that I kind of missed out on and would have been really helpful helpful. yeah when I was training because I'm like I have that stiff gymnast you know and I brought that into like my aerial and it's but it's more of an art than like a an athletic that like I mean it's both but it's It's, yeah yeah movement helps the movement does help but yeah, it was funny. I also had the most cliche, um, very strict ballet teacher as a kid that definitely terrified me for a little bit. But she was uh, she was good at what she was doing. But uh, it was definitely taught me discipline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's interesting because I, yeah. I don't feel like I had that either. I'm teaching myself that now. <laughs> but what, what what was that like? Um. I, I think the first couple of weeks when I was really young, I was like, mom, I don't, I don't want to do this. I only want to do circus. And then after a little bit, it was like, oh, you made friends. And 
like I still like the tutu because that was cute. I was like, oh, I, yes. I like wearing the little tutu and the little shoes. That was cute. And then my when I was really little too, I like I had one goal is I want to go on point. So mm. I was like, all right, keep it up, keep it up for a couple more years, and then you'll be on point. And um, I think I might have been put on point a little too early, uh, but that's another discussion. That's valid teachers. <laughs> um, but I was still really happy and it did help overall. So I'm not complaining too much. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. Weren't you, did you ever do um, a trapeze act on point? Weren't you yes. talking about that? Yeah. Yes. It was a, it was this very special act. I tried to do um, trapeze on point shoes. So I, I did set up a trapeze that was like a dance trapeze. So single point. Mm-hmm. And um, I set up really low to the ground because I would do spinning and then being on point shoes, on the ground is not stable, but on a trapeze bar that's like this thick. Yeah, seriously. Um, not not super great, but it was fun. It was very pretty. It was more for aesthetics and trick something out that was different. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. That's so fun. It was so, fun taking out the old ballet shoes. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When did you start performing? So I'm not going to count the many many uh recitals that uh <laughs> my dad was dragged to every single in a year <laughs> wake up your daughter's performing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are the prime moments of childhood right, right. <laughs> so i mean we did like um so every year you have like your circus um like this, the end of the year school show mm-hmm. which was like oh an act and then another act but the first time I was actually performing I'm gonna say for an actual paid performance uh I was actually only 12 so it's still very young Hmm. I was so proud I was definitely the youngest of the cast it was uh for cabaret um it was like a dinner show kind of thing and um my coaches know a lot of people and they like Hmm. introduced me and um and it was really fun I, I remember everything about it there was two slings and in the middle there was my fabric and the slings were blue and the girls were wearing white and I had a white fabric and I was wearing blue oh my god I remember the costume like very specifically um yeah I remember that show it was it was my first time actually performing not just for a student showcase and uh very very proud of myself (laughs) that's yeah that's a very impressive thing to do at age 12 it was yeah it was really fun it was very stressful, mm-hmm. um, but the second I got in the air, it kind of just went away. I was like, oh, this is just what I do usually. It's just, yeah. you know, plus a public, but this right. is just me playing on my fabric. Yeah. So. Did you have like a choreographed routine or did you kind of wing it or both? So my coach helped me on this one um, a little bit because I was young. And since there was like, it was it was a solo act, but there was like two girls on the sling. So we we're trying to coordinate moves also. So we kind of try to make a choreography that would make sense for the three of us. Um, so we were helped, but most of us were like putting the moves that we wanted to put in, which at that age was mostly just splits and uh, <laughs> clap moments. Um, foot to your head and split and tumble down. Um, totally. Which is great. It was just great. It was great. But my dad was there with his camera filming everything. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So cute. It was really cute. <laughs> that's, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. Was... I'm really obsessed with the fact that you were 12. <laughs> I was little. So then um, what, like, how did you, how did your performing grow? Um, 
So I did like a lot of shows after that moment. I was starting to get booked for more cabarets, that style. Um, and I started to do more solos, which was so exciting for me as a little teenager. Um, it did grow to the point of like, um, my skills were getting better because I was, my endurance was getting better because I had to stay in the fabric in the air longer than if you're just practicing, you do a move and then you'll come down. But if you're performing, you have to stay in the air longer. So that improved a lot over the time. And I was starting to do acts that were a little longer. And then it started to get a little more flowy and like getting into character. Because obviously that act at age 12, there was no character. There was no theme, really. There was not. I was just me doing tricks, which is great at the time. But age like 15, 16, I started developing like a style kind of um, that would be, I mean, every single act is different, but it's always I when I watch all my acts, I'm like, oh, I definitely do have a style. And it's always in the same ambience almost. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. It's interesting to watch all the shows back to where I am now and see how it's different. <laughs> yeah. What's what's it like to perform for a cabaret style? Like, are you are you like above, like literally above people and tables? Yeah. So yes and now. So they usually, especially if you're doing aerials, they're going to clear um, the tables. They have to be a little further away because you don't want to spill anyone's drink with your rope or uh <laughs> like, I don't know, kick someone in the head if you're like spinning a lira or anything. So they'll clear the center tables. But if you're doing grand or juggling or acro, usually um, they're like, it, it's kind of cool the way they would de do it because like artists would come from every single angle in the room and like, people never really know where to look, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of fun. But if you're in the aerials, obviously the second they see the fabric job down, they're like, oh, that's here. Um, and then we have to move the table because nobody wants to have a piece of fabric in their meal yeah. or their drink. Yeah, literally. I'm I'm like envisioning those Vegas things where people like on a lira, like they'll have aerialists like like serve you alcohol or something. Alcohol. I've seen that before. I've never done it, but it's yeah. It's not that. for the aesthetics. I don't <laughs> think you would like do a lot of like super crazy tricks. So like a yeah. awesome routine that you love, you're just being pretty and pouring drinks. But no, yeah, I was way too young to be pouring alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Very even true. Even for friends. Even for friends. <laughs> yeah. Even for friends. Yeah, I love that. Um, so what I'm curious about, like both the benefits and challenges with, that come with performing. Um, benefits. Of, I think the first one that comes to mind is self-confidence and like mm -hmm. self-esteem. It's a huge boost having like, like hundreds of people watching you and like clapping and like enjoying what you're doing. It's, it's great. I really love it. Um, one of the drawbacks is like the stress sometimes. Um, when I was a kid, I would get very into my acts and Beforehand, I was really stressed. And the second it was done, it was like almost like a collapse. Like, oh, that's done. Oh, God, I need to sit down. Um, it would take, obviously, a lot of energy to like prepare all the acts. And the, there's been a couple of Monday mornings that I missed at school because I was performing the weekend before and I was too tired to go. But that's OK. Valid that's excuse. Okay. Valid excuse. I'm too tired. I was performing. Um, yeah, I, it was really, really great. Um, I think, yeah, self-esteem and you grow as as a person too, not just as a performer, but um, it builds you up also from like as a person. And yeah. And my favorite thing was 
from all the shows I did in France, I think my dad missed zero. He was there at every single one. He was driving me around the country and going to see me. And he's my number one fan and my number one critique. He knows all my moves and all my tricks. And he knows when I'm not doing something right. <laughs> and he will call me out on it after the act. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's great. Well, like he'll, he like... He knows the music because I'm listening to it so much. He knows he knows it too. And he's like, were you not supposed to drop on the beat right before? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Dad, I was supposed to. Um, That's so good. Yeah, no, but parents, big fan. So that was very supportive family in general. So that was really helpful. That's something I was very, uh, like, I don't know. It was It was very nice to have, like, the whole family, like, show up and... I think that's not everybody has the chance to have like a family that's around like this. So it's very appreciative of all their driving around and <laughs> coming to see Charlotte perform again on the act that they already saw like three times this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's really, that's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Um, do you remember <laughs> when we did a like cube and cube. fabric act? Yes. <laughs> Yes. That was First so of all, funny. I'd like to say we invented a new apparatus. We Count totally up. did. We totally did because we attached two aerial fabrics to an aerial cube. And I, I don't think we named it anything, but no, we didn't. Totally new apparatus. And it, it was, was pretty fun. It was, I think the creation pro, pro, like process was the best part of it because it was just mm -hmm. us fooling around and like trying <laughs> things and kicking each other in the face. Yes. And all, or like, I don't know. It was, it was definitely the funnest part. The performance part was also funny. Yeah. Like really, really cool. But creation is for me always the funnest part. Yeah. Well, exactly. Cause it's what you say. It's like, you're just like fooling around and then you mistakenly do something. It's like, that was really cool. Oh my like, gosh. I just, I'm, I just made something up. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what I meant to do, but it also works and it kind of looks cool. So I'm going to keep it. Yes. Do you still have um, photos from that? I literally don't have anything anymore. I think I do. I'll, I'll go through my phone, but I probably still have. Remember that little sparkly costume we had? I, I, I still have it. Remember that? I oh my god! Uh, I don't know if it still fits, but um, <laughs> I doubt anything that I. I, I doubt. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't, maybe, but um, I think I still have it. So, oh but my I'll definitely look for all the photos. I have like numerous photos of us together training and videos, hundreds of videos. Of oh my gosh. So oh my gosh, I'll send them all to me. To, yeah, I'll do that. And I will put them up unashamedly on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. I was thinking about this. I miss it so much because I'm actually in pre-production for uh, a bunch of short films that are gonna involve circus. And I'm like, I want to get back to training so badly. Is there anywhere around you where you could? The, yeah, Probably. there is. Yeah. Totally. It's, it's, I think stuff is like just starting to reopen to because again. of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's definitely stuff and I'm only four hours away from Vegas. So like, oh, come on, <laughs> take it easy. Take it slow. If you haven't done it in a while, but yes, you would love it. The second you're in the air, you're going to be like, oh my God, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. Like this is what I remember. Muscle memory. Muscle memory will do the trick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's talk about teaching. Did you yes. start teaching um, at Circus Complex or were you teaching before you came so to the U.S.? When I was in France, I would teach mostly summer camps. Mm -hmm. um, 
which was a great experience. I really liked it. And it was also kids I already knew because they were also in the same circus studio I was training at. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but I really picked up teaching when I moved to the U.S., um, started teaching teens and kids, which is super fun. Sometimes adults, um, but mostly teenagers because I like working with them. They're fun. Um, yeah, I I was just remembering Stephen made me teach an adult class, like an adult beginner aerial class. And I was, I think I was maybe 18 when he had me do that. And I was like, why would adults want to be taught by an 18? Like it was the worst experience ever. And honestly, sometimes with teenagers, if you don't know them in advance, I'm a tiny person and they're always way bigger than me. And it's kind of hard to get started on like, I am your teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look like I'm 12 years old, but I am your teacher here. <laughs> Literally. I think, I think teens are my favorite age though. Like middle school age, like 12, yeah. 13. Yeah. 12, 13 is the best. Yeah. Uh, 15, 16 is starting to be sometimes not easy, but um, it's funny also because I've been teaching there for a while and some kids are still there from when I started. And it's really great to like, see them grow and like oh my god wait would i would i know any of them um waffles probably probably don't go by that name by them (laughs) yeah Uh, blaze blaze uh you might have been there um i mean you knew noah but he doesn't train there anymore um i see andrea once in a while so it's like people that i see once in a while that's always great but um yeah, from the period where we were teaching at the same place, I think most kids, like, they grow up and they go to college, so they don't yeah. really stick around. Um, but the younger ones, sometimes, it's it's great when you start them young and you literally see them becoming an actual person and, like, yeah. also get, like, way better at circus. <laughs> yeah. I remember, didn't we one summer, like, all of us teachers have, like, a some type of, like, pact or challenge of, like, if, if a kid didn't like point their toes, go up and do it again. Like how many times we yes. can like, make the kid do the trick. I know. Yeah. It's, it's funny, but yeah. Teaching is like, I really like, it's, it's funny. Cause I kind of started not that, I mean, yes, a couple of years ago, but compared to like my circus experience, it's kind of recent. Um, but this year with COVID, it's been a little different, obviously for everybody. Um, I assume. And so I started and now I'm doing my teacher training program. So that's really great. So it's with the National Circus School in Montreal. So very big school, very big program. I started in January. I'm almost done. Actually, my evaluation is in June. So and after that, I have an internship, which is basically my current job at the studio. But um, nice with a supervisor (laughs) who's been watching me like teach for a while now so it's totally fine but and then I'm gonna be certified circus instructor from ENC which is really great that's a big deal it's it's also a very interesting program it was it was really great I saw a couple teachers that obviously are great because they're teachers from ENC we had a whole module on class management and then we had one on social circus which was Mm. super cool there's another one on rigging, which is super important. Yep. And the one we're doing right now is on a creation and um, creation of a performance of a show, which you would really like. I would really it's, like that. <laughs> it's, it's very great. Yeah, I really like it. So it's kind of a bummer because usually the evaluation, they do it on site at the school in Montreal. 
but they're not doing it on site. So we have to do it online this year. So it's going to mm-hmm. be a little different, but I'm excited. I learned a lot and uh, hopefully I'm going to be a better teacher. <laughs> yeah. Is that, has the circus industry kind of changed that uh, standards for certifying teachers? So I've seen, it's not more the studio, but the insurance companies are starting to like ask, like what yeah. certification do you coaches have? Um which is not always the case, but it makes sense that they want to know. Um, and yeah, I've seen more and more studio asking, hey, do you have a certification? Which is weird because there's no really, I mean, there's programs in the US, there's, there's no degree for like teaching circus art. That's yeah. not a thing. There's a degree for teaching. There's plenty of programs now for teachers like in circus, but it's not really recognized like nationally. It's not like, I don't know. It's It's weird, but... I do see it more and more. So I think it's important to have. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was teaching for a while without it. And now it's, it's definitely taking my teaching into a slightly different direction and like trying to do things better. So it's great. I really like it. Yeah. And I think uh, teachers in the U S should definitely uh, give it a go. It's a, it's an investment that's definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. So for you as a person and for your students. So. Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> 100%. And ENC is oh, like the best the place best. to go do it. Yeah. It. <laughs> was it was it mostly online? Like yeah, even most without of it was COVID? Online. Uh, I mean, no, they ha- they do have it in person usually. And oh, okay. they started doing it online. So for people in Montreal, they were already there. They did like an on-site gotcha. program. But since it was kind of hard um, to go right now. Um, and also... I have a full-time job, so I can't really <laughs> go fly in Montreal for six months and then come back after. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's very interesting. I'm excited to uh, finish it. Yeah, that'll be good. It sounds like a, so it was like a six-month program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I heard there's um, another program that's been going around a lot is uh, the Paper Doll Militia. That's doing a lot of... Um, aerial teacher training programs and i think there's it's usually like uh six to x week six to eight weeks but it's like very condensed and it's Mm. like very specific to one discipline whereas what i'm doing Mm. is more to uh like for our teenager like teenage um general service classes where um it's more about like the teaching part um and then eventually you can focus on uh, the specialty you want to teach but yeah that makes sense. So what, what do you currently teach? What classes? Um, so I teach um, two teen gen classes, which is very, um, like we do like a warm up, we do some conditioning flexibility. Um, I force them to juggle even though I can't and we'll do a little acro. And then I make sure I leave them some time to work on their uh, apparatus of their choice. And then I teach a trapeze and layer class. And then I have a couple of privates also during the week, but teaching some uh, fabrics and some rope on private. Nice. Yes. I love yes. that. Do you remember when <laughs> you guys performed at Comic-Con yes. and that like random lady came up to you and was like, you were my favorite. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who say that to the kids? They need it more than I do. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, it was fun. Aya was there. Yeah. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. I do remember him. Oh my God. And Jared was also there, probably. 
Yeah, Jared was there. Nora was there. Noah, Noah and and Alice and and all those kids. Oh my God, was Eliana there? Yes. Oh my God, I miss her. I miss all of them. I know, I know. I miss miss everyone. I miss everybody. But yeah, out of those, I I see them like on Facebook and Instagram once in a while. I'm like, oh, I'm so happy. Do any of them like still do circus stuff or are they i mean they're probably in college by now yeah maybe I even don't. graduated oh my god, oh god. i feel so old <laughs> <It makes sense. laughs> um i know i know nora still does circus for sure and then not i mean Nora's still in gymnastics but not really circus circus um jared is actually in circus school and like a uh, circus teacher so in England, oh, cool. he's in England right now. What? So, Random. Yeah. I mean, he's like half British, half American. Fair. And um, half his family was in England. So during COVID, he decided to go away, go see them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ayal still teaches also. And then, yeah, out of the kids, I'm not sure who still actually does circus. Yeah. But it's going to have to keep track of all of them. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss it. Thanks, social media. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I totally lost my train of thought, but that's okay. <laughs> We're talking about the Comic Con and all the teaching, but yeah, I'm like low key thinking that maybe I should get, I should go through certification, especially if I'm going to be directing and creating all these circus shows. Like insurance it's, is going to be like, it's, yeah. it's a really great tool to have, and you can like. Um, I don't know. I feel like it was very useful. I'll send you some info if you want, but um, yeah, there's like different programs around, and I think a lot more people are doing it, so mm-hmm. it's getting very popular. Well, and especially if it's like online and just like easier yeah. access, I feel They're like they're making more it people online. Um, obviously, if you're like in aerials, you're gonna you might need a point to like practice and videos and stuff, but. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll find it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll find some aerial flies. Yeah. It'll be so good to get back to stuff too. Yeah. Oh. I know. The other thing that COVID did is um, it finally made me buy a rig. So that was I saw that. Oh my experience. God. It's been actually like a little more than a year since I've had it. And the second COVID hit and all the studio closed, I was like, I cannot. I've never been in my entire life. In 20 years, I've never been more than a week without circus. Like, it's, I'm like, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. And I did because it was like going to the routine of like just working and do nothing else because you couldn't do anything else. So, but the rig, best investment in my life. And then second was a teacher training program. But yeah. um, it's, we, we set it up and uh, we basically live it up all the time except from like november to march because we live in new england and it's way too cold to train outside yeah in those months um and basically it's great because after work i can just go get changed and practice outside in the sunny weather that we now have so it's it's great i love it yeah that's so nice just like have a rig in your backyard mm-hmm. and a lot more people are getting this too um a lot of students are starting to ask and I don't always feel comfortable telling them get a rig because that means nobody's supervising. Right. Um, and also if you get a rig, get a crash mat. <laughs> yeah. It adds up pretty quickly, like price wise, like all the rigging and equipment and the crash mat and the rig, but she's doing it every day. It 
it's worth it's it. Worth in the it. End, so. Yeah, ultimately. Yeah. So what's next for you? Like anything coming up, any performances? Um, it's kind of high. Performances are starting to happen slowly. I can see a couple lining up. I might have a couple gigs like outside festivals coming up in Massachusetts. I don't have any dates yet or any specifics, but I'm hoping um, to be able to perform with, I don't know if you know Molly and Leah. Molly, I think I know Molly. Molly. I don't know yeah. if you know Leah. It's her. Uh, Leah is her duo partner. They do duo oh. fabrics together. Cool. Um, very cute. So I used to go on gigs with them too a lot and we go to a festival and they just bring the rig and set up in the street and just do oh like aerials. So I might be able to do that again this summer. Finally, after a year of not performing. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of worried about my endurance. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah. performing for like a year and then trying to do a four-minute act is going to be a challenge. Yeah. Um, need some practice, but it's it's gonna feel great if we can finally go back on stage and perform at least outside for now. I don't know about inside um, venues yet, but it'd be great if we could at least get back there. But no, I don't really have any dates yet. It's it's reopening, but so slowly it's kind of hard for everybody to actually book anything yet. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Um, if you have any, just like random side note, if you book any and have dates by like September, um, this will that's when this will probably be out. So I can definitely like put Ooh, it in show cool. notes and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah, I'll just let keep you that know. in mind. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we jump to lightning speed round, is there anything that I didn't ask that you want to share? Um, I don't know. I think we did a pretty good like go around my circus life. Yeah, I think so. That's very good. Yeah, okay. I think so too. So lightning speed round uh doesn't have to be lightning speed round, but I just call it that. So first question: What is your favorite aerial apparatus to perform on? Uh fabrics. Nice. What is your favorite apparatus to watch? Straps. Ooh, yeah. I love a good strap act because I wish I could do all the things, but uh, I'm definitely not strong enough to do any of those things. But I do love straps. Did They're you meet beautiful. Danielle? Were you were you there to meet her? Danielle Rita Watts? I don't know if I did. Oh my God. She, so she's like, a, she was on multiple Cirque du Soleil shows. She was my first oh, aerial teacher. That's awesome. Um, I saw her training straps one time and I was like mesmerized. Insane. Yeah. Really? Strap is... I think my favorite act to watch. It's I could so, say perform one day, but I, I can't. It's so hard. Like I, I can't so even hard. like fathom the amount of strength even, it would take. And that's the thing. All the straps acts I've seen are all really good. I've I've never seen a bad strap act. I've never seen yeah. the best because if you do straps, you really do straps. There's no like when you start, you can't perform because you can't do anything. Yeah. So yeah. So true. Okay. Um, what advice do you have for aspiring aerial performers? Honestly, just be yourself because right now everybody's seeing so much things on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. We're trying to like be someone else and do like this person. And honestly, it like it's it's great because it's like a way to share what you're doing, but don't take it as this is what I need to do. Like honestly, every every area is gonna be different, everybody has a different style. And don't try to be something you're not. <laughs> yeah, 
That is, that's really good advice. Don't go break your back if you're not a contortionist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, contortion. That's a whole other conversation. That's very different, but yeah, just be yourself, honestly. (laughs) Okay, what's one thing you've learned through your time training Ariel? Um, hmm, I'd say... Training Ariel. Oh God, that's a hard one, but also a good one. Mm. I'd say like hard work, like almost always pays. Uh, almost because we all have our limits, um, and it's always you need to know where those are. And at some point, you're gonna find tricks that you really want to do, but for your body, are not possible, and that's okay. And um, I think it goes for like everything in life. There's some things that you're not going to be able to do because you can't do everything. So I think that's a good parallel to circus and life in general. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You can't do everything. You can't be a specialist in everything. Otherwise, you're not a specialist anymore. You're generous, which yeah. is also something else. That's fine. But yeah, you really get something. You got to focus on that one thing. Totally. What's the best and worst advice you've received? Um, best advice, um, don't forget to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) I keep saying that to my students too. Um, and it's really hard to keep breathing when you upside down and when you're doing really hard tricks, but it's, it's, it's a thing you need to do. Otherwise you're going to have an eye that's not even a minute long because you can't run very long without breathing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the worst advice I've got. Um, I don't know. Where's advice on an act? Um, I can't think of anything right now. Hmm. That's fine. I can't think of anything. Can you think of anything? What's the worst advice you've ever got on aerials? Um, <laughs> probably, uh, just go for it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a bad one. That's a really bad go one. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> I had, okay. If you don't feel like you're going for it, you should not be going for it. Yeah. If you feel like you're not fine, you're probably not fine. Yeah, exactly. Listen to if your you body. Don't, trust don't always yourself. listen to the yeah. coach is there, but it's not the coach is not in your body. So you know yeah. better what you should and should not be doing at some point. Yes, 100%. That's that's a good <laughs> advice yeah i like it yay oh my gosh thank you so much for being here and chatting with us this was so good it was really good to see you you too hopefully we can see each other in person soon yes that'd be great little trip oh my god yes come be in my short films yes yes i will i will yay Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed your time today. Please take a minute to press that subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Play. And if you liked today's episode, please rate and leave a review. It would mean so much to me and it helps more listeners like you find this podcast. You can connect with our guests and myself on social media. All of our information and more is listed in the description of this episode. I'm your host, Senya. See you next time.